That's fucking awesome, though, man. That's, fucking, that's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I'm not sure the prices yet, but they've got a lot of deals with hotels and stuff that are coming in around $1,000. So I'm assuming this isn't a cheap thing. Go uh, figure. One of the cheapest shows ever made, and they're charging 1000 bucks a ticket for it. Well, it's, uh, you know, none of them have ever done anything. So they got to be pretty hard up for cash by now. <laughs> I don't even want to say that. That's fucking crazy. That's really funny. Oh, it's going to be good. And that's my birthday weekend. So, uh, you know, Cass is the guy. If you get in touch with us, Eric and Gord at Outlook.com. And uh, send me your, your uh, tickets and your presents. I'm coming to see Caitlin finally. <laughs> and that should coincide with our road trip to New York, where we go visit Anchor.fm, our parent company, and their amazing studio in Times Square. Uh, yeah. Super excited for this. Uh, we have to make this happen one way or another. I'm watching live police action right across the street. It's a great Friday night here in Vancouver. Uh, we don't have a lot of time tonight, Gord, so we're going to just uh, jump right in, if that's okay with you. Um, Absolutely. Real quick, I just did want to mention something, because uh, we were having this discussion earlier today at work, and uh, Naomi Judd has just been told that the judge will not proceed with charges against Harvey Weinstein for whatever she claims he did to her. And uh, Mark Garagos, the very famous attorney, uh, famous for being involved with the OJ trial, uh, has predicted that he uh, Harvey Weinstein could walk on everything. Um, and... Uh, that's uh, that's shocking and disgusting, but uh, a strong possibility. But I've noticed a lot. I don't know if you're hearing it as much there, but there's a lot of people coming out with stories from like 10 years ago, little like innocuous things about guys like uh, Gordon Ramsay was just brought up for hitting on Sofia Vergara one time on a TV show 10 years ago. It's like, are they going too far with this movement now? Is it just getting out of hand? Like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Um, right now, people are, are literally saying, um, like, I remember there was a thing brought up against one of the actors. Like, I mean, you get the serious ones, like the Kevin Spacey, the Harvey Weinstein. You get a lot of these serious ones. But then you have this bullshit frivolous ones where it's like, well, this guy hit on me once. He's coming. All right. Fuck yeah, he hit on you. Big fucking deal. Getting ass out on a fucking date or a guy calling you beautiful so that is not sexual harassment. It's a guy interested in you who wants to ask you on a fucking date. See, that's what I've said this entire time. Now, I'm sorry, it's not that I don't sympathize, but if I tell you you look pretty today, it's not the same as Bill Cosby drugging and raping you. It's, I, I'm not no. in this group. Uh, it's two very separate <laughs> groups of people, and we have to be careful with this, that we're not lumping in uh, everybody with these... Bill of the world. No, these people are out to destroy somebody's career because 20 fucking years ago, a guy asked you on a date. It's, uh, yeah. A guy drunk one night and he fucking hit on you and it was a little uncomfortable. Like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. There's a between being sexually harassed and being asked out. There really is. I've, I've always said there is. I've always maintained, but uh, it seems like now you got you, you can't even look at someone the wrong way without uh, without worrying about what may happen. Well, I mean, I remember talking about when I worked at the grocery store, and this fucking guy came up to this saying, hey, you know, he made a comment about something that a t-shirt said, because her shirt matched exactly what she was wearing. About wearing hair and a ponytail and sweatpants and a sweater. Right, I remember this story. You know, and here she comes out and she's like, what a fucking asshole. And I'm like, why? And she's like, well, you know, who the fuck is he to hit the man? Like, you're a good looking girl. All the thing, just read your thing. He just pointed something out being witty. He's, he's not a predator. Who are they getting dressed up for? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like we talked the other night. You know, you put shiny shit on your tits and then get mad at me for looking at them. Um, yeah. Sorry, it, it, it's not a laser-guided missile. That's how it works. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's, I'm scared because I'm a flirtatious guy. And, uh, you know, I have to constantly be in fear now. It's, I, I work with pretty ladies. I talk to them as if they're pretty ladies. And I'm, I have to be fearful of that. I've been warned. 
especially at retail, where you and I worked together was the worst of it because I had, uh, there was, what, 17 hot women and uh, the very most militant people who were against me saying so. It's, again, it all comes back to guys aren't allowed to hit on women, and then they get upset because guys aren't interested in them, and no guy wants to be advanced and be the man about it. So well, how come guys aren't asking me out on dates? Why is it that I have to ask them? Well, because of the fear. We're scared to ask you out because you're going to fucking call me a fucking rapist for it. <laughs> It is uh, scary, a weird time to be a guy, and I want all guys to uh, weigh in on this. Uh, uh, Eric and Gord at Outlook.com, or, uh, of course, you can always leave your voice messages at Anchor.fm, or uh, get in touch with us any of the other 150 ways I tell you to get in touch with us, and that includes possibilities.syndic.com, the new website set up for the Champions Tree Entertainment Company. Um, I am trying to rush through this championship entertainment company because the only things in life that are impossible are the things you don't try. Uh, championship this year is hoping to embark on a joint venture with a really cool company called Bullet Marketing. And we brought uh, Rob in for our discussion tonight. Uh, Rob from Bullet Marketing, who wants to talk uh, to us. He wants to school us on our opinions that, uh, that I brought up last night uh, regarding you know, our feelings and, and what happened. Uh, do you want to, do you want to give us some uh, context to the story, Gord, real quick? Um, yeah. So I'm assuming we're talking about the taboo thing that we didn't technically bring up on the air directly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, basically, I guess to, to sort of paraphrase it, the, um, guys, guys now in relationships seem to be put in a position where, they aren't allowed to have their feelings heard because when a woman feels scorned or hurt about something and they tell the guy about this, the guy can't, isn't allowed to defend himself. He's not allowed to say why he did what he did. Now, this it's, is, this isn't about you, this is about me. Exactly, but it, it, when it, it's not him just making something about him. It's, a woman will come and attack me directly, and because she's had a shitty day, somehow it's my fault. And when I say, "Well, no, it's not my fault," uh, you know, you're you're hurting my feelings. She goes, "Well, it's not about you." Where do we? I, I what? We're just pinned in a corner all the time. With defenseless. It's the role reversal because for years the guys did this to women. You know, if you look at the '50s, where a woman's role in the household shit was going on, the rules have been, pardon me, the rules have been just fully reversed. Oh, yeah. Now it's, guys aren't allowed to defend anything that they've done. It's just accusations and then deal with it. And I don't want to get back, don't get me wrong, I don't want to go back to a time like that, you know, like, oh, one of these days, Alice, you know. No, There was a time when that was funny. That was, oh, one of these days, Alice, I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. You're going to be... Uh, yeah, that was comedy, um, and I don't want to get back to that. But there is a point where you have to uh, be able to, you know, we're we're told to express ourselves and and be in touch with our feelings. But uh, whenever we are, it gets thrown in our face that it's it's not about us. Let's bring uh, I want to bring uh, Rob in on this as he experienced this with his. Uh, oh, we we'll talk past relationships. Hi. <laughs> Um, uh, my philosophy is that women sell sex to love, and men sell love to sex. <laughs> did you catch that? Unfortunately, I did not hear any of that. All right, try one more time. Women sell sex to love, and men sell love to sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, very true. What was that? Um, you had a good quote earlier before we were on the air, Rob, and I don't remember what it was, but it was absolutely perfect for the, uh... Well, I know, I know that, um... Women rarely say exactly what they mean, and men almost always say exactly what they mean, and, um, we usually misunderstand women, because, like, if, for example, a woman will say to her husband, Honey, whatever you do, don't buy me anything for my birthday this year. What she's really doing is reminding him that it's his birthday in two days. 
<laughs> in his mind, he goes, okay, I'm off the hook. <laughs> but <laughs> the boy his birthday comes and goes, and he doesn't get her anything, and now he can skip for the rest of his life and can't figure out why. Because you're supposed to be able to read between the lines. That to me is bullshit, Gordon. You, did you catch a lot of that? I caught all that, and that is, that is, a. Uh... You know, that brings up a thing that I fucking hate about relationships, which is where you get... One thing that women are... I've heard this a lot from women, which is, you know, like, I'm sick of the games, I'm sick of the bullshit of the games. Right? So when I ask you what's wrong and you say you're fine, see, you're playing a game. You're baiting me. You don't want to say something, you don't want to say something, you don't want to do something, but you're not being honest. It's there to do that bullshit line of... I don't want anything, but I actually do want something. And I dropped you a couple of hints about it, but I don't, I didn't tell you not to get me something, so this way I'm surprising you. But no! It's, it's, do I look bad in these jeans? It's, uh, not, uh not, <laughs> no, not those jeans. Your other 15 pairs we won't talk about. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I had, I had a classic one I, 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 with, with my wife, where she, she came home one day and she said, Honey, I lost 10 pounds. And I pointed at her ass and I said, I found it. They always want honesty, except when you're honest with them and then they're mad at you. Uh, yeah, but that's true with everybody, though. Nobody really wants honesty. They want honesty as long as it doesn't hurt me. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, well, there's a way to be honest without being hurtful, too, right? That's true. Uh, so, you got to help me out here, Gord. I know you're in the perfect relationship, but not all of us are. And I need, uh, <laughs> I need some guidance here, uh, which is, what do we... I, see, I, I feel like even now that I'm complaining about it, I, I'm contributing to the pussification of our generation yet again. Um, we're just in this position where we can't win. Where it's, it's... Well, the problem is we learn how to be husbands and fathers from our fathers, who are lousy husbands and fathers. No one taught us how to be a good communicator. They just taught us how, what, what they were doing, which was completely wrong. I, my, I, my parents never communicated. So when I learned how to be a good communicator, um, all of a sudden things started to change for me. Because there's a way to say things without being accusatory. Like you can say, you know, when you do this, I feel this, and as a result, whatever. And see, that's a great point. Um, accepting responsibility. So, I can say that what I've learned with a lot of this is when it comes to this particular point of which is not about you, it's about me. What I've learned with this is that when, when, a, when a woman's complaining about something that you did or that somebody else has done to her, if we see, because as guys, for the most part, we're always like, you know, guys, everybody's a problem solver to an extent. We always say, well, here's the problem, well, here's how you fix it. Yeah. What they're looking for, as far as I sort of can figure out so far, is they want they want their feelings to be validated. So when a woman says, you know, I hate it when you do this, or it hurt me when you do this, they don't want to hear your excuses of why you did what you did. They want to hear you say, you're right. I'm sure you were hurt. And I apologize. You you get through that stage. You have that conversation about validating their feelings of why they're feeling their way. And actually, as a man, really trying to understand and put yourself in the place of why it is that they feel that way. Once that conversation's been had, then you can move forward with your side of the story and be able to say, you know, yeah, I'm really sorry that hurts you and everything else. You know, uh, you know, I understand what you're saying. I understand how you're feeling. And I'm really sorry that what I did is for that one, you know, 
I did what I did because of this. Um, I'm going to try to learn this from experience and move forward with this sort of thing. You know, it, it, it comes down to validating the feelings. And that's something that I know I'm very guilty of. I'm a defensive person. I, when somebody attacks me with something, I will defend. Whether I'm right or wrong, half the time doesn't matter. See, but uh, I'm on I'm I'm on the side where I I'm not going to validate uh, your feelings if they're not valid. Well, they are valid because they're her feelings. Of course, they're valid. I mean, she's expressing her feelings, even if she's not doing it correctly. It doesn't mean they're not her feelings. So, giving feedback, saying that you understand and that you um, you get it, and you you know. You'll, you'll try to figure out a better way to say something or express your feelings or validate hers, right? The first thing you need to do is give proper feedback so that she knows you understood what she said. Because a lot of things we just misunderstand. You don't want to have this to be from repeating. Sorry, say that again, please, Gordon? You don't want to have things become a constant. You don't want these things to keep coming up and happening and being repeated. Right. So by validating and understanding why then you can move forward and not fuck it up again. Are we in your way, bud? No. Well, we will fuck it up again, but we're going to at least be conscious of it and try not to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, now why does this sound so rational when, when you and I were talking off the air last night, it seemed like uh, just a circle that wasn't going to be squared in our lifetime and yet we because I wasn't I wasn't willing to listen to her side of the story I see yeah, that's all I wanted to do is defend my action and everyone I, wants well, to feel listened to so the only way someone can feel listened to is if you if you give feedback so that they know that you understood what they're trying to say you know can I just say real quick another way to feel listened to get yourself a podcast <laughs> Well, I feel listened to all the time. Eye contact is really important. <laughs> if you're having a conversation and you're looking at football, she's not going to feel listened to no matter what you say. So you need to stop what you're doing and look at her so that you, your body language and your your uh, verbalization of the conversation um, go back to her in, the, in, a, in a form that she believes that you're listening Yes, my friend. You're right. This guy is uh, uh, something else. We can we can all learn something from uh, from this young man, and uh, I'm sure he'll be on the show uh, much much more this summer. Unfortunately, we are rounding the uh, the 20 to 10 mark here, um, so I think we have to let you go. Yeah. I, it's unfortunate, but uh, thanks a lot for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll do this again with you anytime. anytime. Right. right on. Take thanks, care. Rob. See you, Gordon. Thank you, Rob. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Rob Larson, everybody, from Bullet Marketing. Uh, great guy, great friend to me, and uh, I've always wanted him on the show. I just haven't had a good reason to. And I thought this would be a perfect one to bring to bring him in on because he is the opposite of most men. Uh, he gets it. <laughs> uh, sorry, you cut out on me there, Gord. Can you say that again? I just said, yeah, so clearly, he, he actually gets it. He understands what it is a woman's looking for relationship or what the importance of communication. Exactly. He's uh, he's a phenomenon. And, uh, well, I'll tell you about him off the air, but uh, it's funny that a guy like that is in the situation he's in uh, currently. I'm not going to talk about him on the air. Give me one sec here. We're gonna. Uh, I'm just going to switch back to our... Regular format, uh, get you off speaker here. Okay. And now I can't hear your side of the conversation. Hang on. There we go. I can hear you finally. Where are you? Did I lose you, Gordon? Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Okay. That's funny. I was just talking about how great it was I could hear you, and then I couldn't hear you. <laughs> ah, 
that is the way on our little podcast. Uh, that was cool. I'm sorry we had to rush it so badly. It's just uh, we're we're all bound by certain time constraints at the moment. Oh, I was planning on actually being on the podcast much earlier, but um, I was like I said, I was I was I was at the girlfriend's. Um, we had a massive, massive talk the other night. And it was a beautiful conversation. It was a beautiful thing to have. Oh, good. And we were able to find that solution that of how we can get everything to sort of work and why there was a communication breakdown. And it was a, it was a beautiful thing. And I was actually looking forward to talking about it. But because of all that, Gord didn't get a whole lot of fucking sleep. Yeah, of course. So um, that brings me up to no sleep at all. Like I was literally only had about three hours of sleep last night. Yeah. I had, I had less, but, uh, it's for a, uh, a totally different reason. Um, just the place I'm staying now, which is nice to be staying in a place. Um, I enjoy that aspect, but it's creepy as fuck. It's, uh, it's the worst accommodations you can ever, you can't even possibly imagine what this place is like. It's literally just a free for all, um, to, to do anything you want, whatever. It, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Jesus Christ, eh? It, it's, uh, it's a harm reduction zone, uh, which means uh, the drugs consumed freely under the watchful eye of medical uh, somewhat professionals. Um, we don't have nurses and stuff in this one like we do at my work because it's not sanctioned by the government. But uh, there are, like... Uh, people, first aid type people on site. Um, now the difference is because it's not regulated by the government, there are no rules. So no. it's become just do whatever the fuck you want and don't die. It's uh, just this giant warehouse of debauchery. You can't, you can't imagine. It's uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Wow, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't want to say that. that's insane. I never knew such a place existed. Uh, it, it, no, and no, no one knows what to do about it. You can't really rein it in. If you try to bring rules in now, it'll be a riot. Um, so those who want to have just given up, and uh, the rest are too scared to do anything. I suppose I don't know. It's but it's uh, it's a, if if I'd never had an opportunity to stay there, I wouldn't believe it existed. Wow. Nevertheless, I don't get wow. a lot of sleep. Um, if you can just imagine people using any illicit drug they want uh, at all hours of the night, by uh, wherever they want in the building. So it's, and these beds are, these are bunk beds. Um, of, I don't know how many, the place is huge. Um, and they're just, we're just on beds side by side doing whatever the fuck we want all the time. Wow. <laughs> It's hard that's to sleep. sleep. <laughs> um, anyway. It's that's, energy for sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why I don't sleep. Uh, so what I did do last night was stay up very, very late uh, listening to us on podbean.com, uh, which right. is very fun. Podbean is where this little show started. Oh, so, yeah. so long ago. Um, and then I moved over to Anchor. I don't remember why, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it was the, uh, just because Anchor is free. It was Anchor was free, and we discovered after you started with Anchor that they just had, they offered us a little bit more. Yeah, which Podbean now, uh, for a fee, offers pretty much all the same uh, benefits that that you get from Anchor, um, but there's a significant cost attached to it. So Anchor is still the best by far. And that's why they run something stupid, like a third of all the podcasts in the world are Anchor podcasts. It's ridiculous. Um, but there's a good wow. reason for it. And every time I think about switching, I look at all the options, and I just don't see one better at the moment. So uh, not for free anyway. Uh, something interesting. Yeah. The reason I brought this up, I spent last night literally uh, eight hours listening to us, which is only three episodes. um and i you know i took very much pride and and uh and accolades from you on the name of the new show when we rebranded and then made it the eric and gord what if we're right and i was very proud of that title i had thought of that title all day 
And uh, you were quite impressed with it when I announced it, and we went ahead with it. Uh, it's, it's the perfect title. It's a perfect play on what the original show was called. Um, I have to admit, because anyone who goes back and listens to our October uh, feed, I, I don't remember the date. I believe it's the 11th of October we're going back to, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I'll look into it. Um, I didn't name the goddamn show. Who uh, did? I don't know if you did or not, or if, if it you said something that stuck in my brain, but on this particular episode that I was listening to in the wee hours of this morning, you say to me, man, if the things we're talking about, if we're actually right, we're in some trouble. <laughs> Uh, the, the phrase, what if we're right, doesn't come up, but you basically say it. Uh, if we're right, it's, everybody's in trouble, and we have a good laugh, and oh my God, we don't actually say what if we're right, but the fact of the matter is you named the goddamn show two months before I did. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> um, I don't even remember now. There's the obligatory siren. Thanks, guys. <laughs> right on time. God bless them. Um, you guys, fucking idiots. <laughs> the, most, the most reliable part of our podcast. Yeah, if there's anything that's reliable, it's that fucking siren. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was October. I forget the episode. It was after our big uh, China episodes. We did our big expose on China, and then we had one the, the day after that, and... uh yeah, you, you named the show. I didn't. So all credit has to go right back to you. Um, Fucking humorous. It's just funny. that I guess it must have stuck in my mind, and I didn't know it. And <laughs> it was just, I was actually quite upset this morning when I heard that. Wow. But, uh, I... so, there you go. Uh, I'll figure out the date. I'll, I'll text it to you, or I'll, I'll post it or something. Um, yeah. Pretty funny, though. I, I got a kick out of that today. Uh, I gotta say, I'm loving listening to the show. It's a lot of fun. I uh, I really hope you get around to uh, downloading some episodes for yourself. Uh, oh, I thank you because all the days that I work alone, I don't listen to the radio just because I just simply can't be bothered. But if I can put the podcast on, then it's a way for me to be able to re-listen to the show and get a little bit more back in touch with what we actually do. Yeah. And more more involved with it. So it's uh it's a blast. It's a good time. Um and I, I I'm trying to get new uh statistics because I haven't been able to follow them and the anchor now anchor statistics are anchor specific, so we're not getting an accurate idea of who's listening. And because I don't have accounts anywhere else anymore, I can't even get a view. So I'm gonna try to find an actual analytics website that does that and there's probably a fee attached to that but we need to figure out how many people are actually listening because uh the numbers i'm giving us are strictly anchor so if and what kind of numbers are you getting from that um we're we're averaging right now about 20 per episode on the first day and then it, it, it builds from there but we're we're anywhere from 20 to 30 um immediately after it's posted so wow. that, that you know, that's translating into uh, we're we're into the thousands now. Um, you know, I, I used to be happy if we'd get thirty in a month. Yeah, I was gonna say like we, and, we were averaging when we started this thing around anywhere from eight to twelve. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and that was downloads. <laughs> that uh, uh, now we're it's just it's just steady. We obviously have a steady listenership. I don't know where they are anymore. I can't track that without my uh, old account. Um, I'm not going to name the company because they don't deserve my my uh, endorsement while while I'm not with them anymore. But I miss their analytics; and they're good for us. Um, I just can't I can't eat that cost every month for no for no good reason. I do no, I can until we get some advertising. Um, I did have someone uh, offer to donate. Uh, to make a monthly donation to Anchor on our behalf, which is something you can do through the show now. Um, so that's going to be happening. He's going to give like a toonie a month, so we get 70% of that, uh, minus PayPal's <laughs> cut. Uh, <laughs> um, Yay, 25 cents. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at a, a cool 25. We'll put that in with the ashes of purgatory money I make every month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
I think I've I think I've topped six dollars uh, <laughs> this year so far. That's not bad. Well, no, no, that's, no, not, that's not this year. Sorry, that includes that's uh, uh, not all of last year, but most of it, it's quarterly. So every quarter I make about six bucks, and that's divided three ways. So minus PayPal yeah. cut. Like two twenty five, two thirty three. Yeah, yeah. Before PayPal takes their share, yeah. which is I, I think they take thirty percent. There's something ridiculous. <laughs> um, we got the world needs to come up with something better than PayPal. I, I know it was, uh, it was the the be all end all of cash exchange ten years ago, but now it's just uh, we should just be doing e transfers for free. Um, I don't know why that can't be done without a bank affiliation now. Uh, it should I'm sure it can, but. No, e-transfers can only be done through a bank. There's got to be a way to do something where I don't have to give PayPal half of what I fucking make. Um, when the parent company who's providing the money doesn't even take that much. But at the end of the day, you know, say I do get an advertising contract, right? And I got to read an ad. You know, it's funny. I was listening to Adam Carolla last night, listening to him do the ads. It's really funny because he's, He's pretty half-assed about them. Um, but say I get an ad and I read the ad out and I, I make $45 for that, right? For a 15-second yeah. ad. And then uh, that's $45 and then Anchor takes 30%. Uh, and then uh, PayPal takes 30%. So I actually walk away with 40% of my $45. And then I pay the, the cost of, of running this show and and throw you some of the thousands and thousands of dollars that I owe you. At the end of the day, I'm paying out of pocket quite a bit for every dollar this show makes. Jesus Christ, eh? It's uh, I'm not crying about it. It's great. It's my it's a labor of love. But uh, <laughs> until I'm Adam Carolla or Joe Rogan, I'm not making any money. Yeah, no. Both of whom, you know, it's funny, Adam Carolla was saying, uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I'm just, because uh, you and I don't talk about the show very often, except when we're on it. Um, uh, he was saying it's very difficult for him to do his podcast when his co-host is not in the room with him. He, he finds it hard to do. And I just thought, well, that's funny. I've never had that. <laughs> no. I, well, I, I think, think, I mean, well, I think it's going to be strange the first time we are in a room together. We're probably going to have a hard time doing it. Oh, I fully agree. It's going to be really weird sitting funny talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting stuff. I don't know. Which is actually interesting because um, that's actually what I, I mean. Again, I don't, I don't like talking about my relationship specifically, but uh, with my girlfriend, but that is actually one of the things that we, that we had a big conversation about was, was when it comes to communication. 98% of our entire relationship, I've known this woman for 24 fucking years. You know, we dated for like seven or eight months when we were, you know, teenagers. And, um, you know, the, but the bulk of our relationship, even while we were dating back in the day, our bulk of our relationship has been on the phone. Right. You know, so all of a sudden now we're, we're face to face and, you know, like life is in the way or, or kids or jobs and, all that shit sort of playing in the factor. Now we're used to having like, like when we have a conversation, when we actually sit down and really talk about us and our relationships and we really talk about us, they are very long conversations and we thrive on these conversations because we can really work out and hash out these things, these, these issues and these problems and we can find these solutions and then move forward with them. Yeah, of course. What we've discovered is that not having this and we're trying to have the same effect doing it through text and it's we're 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 we're, we're losing it all right you know this this whole thing is being falling apart because of the fact that the we think we're communicating through we're texting each other we think that we're actually communicating but we're really not fixing the mark right and now I, I i had a relationship that was almost solely based on text so i know exactly what you're talking about and we live together yeah, so, you know, like these kids now. This is why I think this is why relationships are so fucked up and difficult. Is because all these people are basically they're they think texting is communicating, 
texting should be nothing more than, hey, I'm on my way. You know, a couple of quick words. Ask a question, get a quick answer. That's about it. When it comes to actually discussing things, you need to hear the person's voice. You need to feel their happiness, their pain, their sarcasm. You know, you need to know the importance of what's being said because when you read it, you're only taking, it's like reading a, a book. You're only putting yourself in the situation. But and that's, can, you but, not, can you not extrapolate from that the, uh, the the emotional content behind it? Are you are we not capable of that? Do you think? Not through not through texting. No, fuck no. How can you? There's no emotion in text. Like you, you know, Canadians are built on sarcasm as it is. That's a that's part of our language. I definitely and, can attest to the fact that sarcasm does not translate through text. <laughs> no, not at all. It, it comes out being an asshole exactly you know so what basically how we had to like what we sort of worked with is we said like you know we had to change the structure of our relationship in order to make it work you know like we can't when we have time to talk we can't fill that time with you know like talking about frivolous things like like stuff that doesn't really pertain to anything of course you know i'm not going to fill my time like when we have a moment together to sit down and talk i don't want to be talking about trump i don't want to be talking about rob ford and what's going on in the, in the province because it's got nothing to do with the relationship it's still a conversation which is why that's half part of the reason i wanted to start this show was so that we could have those silly conversations and not not take up a real lifetime with them because they are uh, like you said frivolous and at the end of the day they're pointless and they they don't do anything discussing donald trump's not going to change anything well it's going to get you worked up it's going to get you mad for something that has nothing to do with you anyways and nobody's going to give a shit which i absolutely love that's that's uh, a large part of my existence is being mad about things that have nothing to do with me and i'm not going to solve um (laughs) that's my my form of entertainment yeah, and that's one of the things, like, you know, when I was complaining about things like, well, like, I don't feel like I'm, like, I feel like I'm being censored. I can't talk about certain topics because we don't have the time. Right. But yet, when we really break it down, if we were living together, both working nine to five jobs, and we had four or five, six hours every night to talk, it's different. Exactly. But when you don't, when you're only getting, like, Really, when it comes down to us communicating, which, again, when we talk about conversations, we're having, like, we would talk on the phone for anywhere from three to 12 hours. Right. You know, and it's just one continuous conversation where you can hit every topic and really get in depth with these conversations. When you're all of a sudden down to an hour or two a week, you can't fill that void with, shit that doesn't pertain to you exactly so it was it was an amazing conversation it was it was it was awesome to have that conversation and it was one of the things i said because she's like i loved one of the quotes because what she said she goes this is one of the things she goes this is one thing i love about you having the podcast i'm like what do you mean she goes these things you can talk to eric about yeah exactly talk to me about this because you're already getting it out with eric you know, it's, it's funny, I, 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 people ask me, because my last relationship was a long-distance relationship, she actually lived in America, um, and we're still together, technically. Uh, <laughs> never ended. Uh, never ended that one. Um, but people say, you know, isn't it difficult? I go, well, you know, honestly, we spend as much time together as most couples do. Uh, we actually talk more than most couples. Because I know when I was living with my wife, we were lucky to get an hour together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely not uh, – very difficult, I suppose, to communicate anymore. Uh, and that's just the way of the world. Nobody has time for anything. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. And this is where, you know, relationships are a lot more difficult. This is why you see so many much more ever since the advent of these cell phones. This is why you're seeing relationships fail at a much higher rate is because – People are not communicating properly anymore. They're not sitting down and talking with the person that they're supposed to be in love with. They're just 
filling the gaps of conversation with random shit. Right. Instead of talking about the things that you used to talk about before you got married or before, you know, like when you're first dating, you would sit down and have these long conversations. When you stop doing that, you're breaking down that communication. And women need words. Guys, you know, most things in most situations, it's guys need, guys want action, girls want words. You can get both of those things out of the relationship, but you always still have to be into your woman. As a guy, we need to be, we need to want to know why is she being hurt or how is she feeling? You know, like I, I try to make a point of it every day. How are you feeling today? Not just how you doing. How are you feeling? Right. Be interested. I want to know how she's feeling, what's going on in her head. Because if I'm not asking those important questions and finding those answers, I'm basically fucking a stranger. And that's, that's not right for anybody. Right. Uh, hey, hey, don't don't uh, don't let Gord speak for all of us. I'm a big fan of Taming the Strange, ladies. Uh, summer's right around the corner. Oh no, I'm not knocking that whatsoever. <laughs> but there's a difference between fucking a stranger and being in a solid relationship with somebody that you want to have a future with. Uh, absolutely, and that's why uh, I I must say from the bottom of my heart, uh, this 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 is probably my most successful relationship to date. Um, my 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 relationship with you. I'm speaking of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I fully agree because you know we're able. But again, this all still comes down to communication. We talk, we we discuss things. We if, if something's bothering us, we will just talk about it and get it out. If people would start doing this in their own relationships at home, they're going to realize they don't have to go and get fucking smashed drunk every night to the bar because their life is so stressed because their wives are angry at home or you know nobody cares about what you think. Yeah, exactly. Talk about what's important. People start to care. So don't, uh, but but people don't don't take him too uh, too seriously here. We we don't need the competition, all right. So don't everybody run out and start a podcast. Um, yeah, no, call our podcast and let us deal with that. This is what we. Someone call right in, please. Uh, get in get in touch with us. We got Rob. He's going to be a a, a a steady contributor to the show, hopefully. Um, because I just love his perspective on things. And uh, he sounds old and wise. He's really not much older than us. Oh, it was, uh, I thought it was great. Um, we definitely need to get some better sound because it was a little difficult to hear a lot of his points. But we were in a bad area as well. Um, uh, hopefully that will be resolved as early as next week because we are still looking for an office space uh, for he and I. Uh, for the champion tree and for bullet marketing, um, who's going to make a lot of money for me to borrow. Oh, now, by the way, I actually have something else for you. I am. So in the midst of getting the, um, renovations that are going on in my house and all the stuff that's going on there. One of the things that I'm going to be doing is I'm sort of resetting my basement up. My, my my personal living space, and I am going to be setting up a new little sort of computer center, and this is where I'm going to be. I'm because my my mom's bothered, my mom doesn't like the fact that I'm out here in the cemetery doing the podcasting because she's like, you know, you're sitting out in your car and you know like it's the winter, you're wasting gas just sitting here running your car trying to stay warm out there, when instead you could be just doing this from the house. And getting, you know, and just like just sit at fucking home and just do it from home. There you go. I I can send you some tips on soundproofing. Very easy, uh, very cheap, and very effective. Well, soundproofing, it's 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 all really just it's just coming down to, you know, I I know I'm a loud talker, but I keep forgetting that you know my mother is a very sound sleeper. So right. you, throw you a, know, throw a little bit of carpet on the ceiling or egg curtains work fantastic. Uh, if you can attach the mid curtains to your ceiling, you'll redirect it uh, right back down. You barely hear anything upstairs. Yeah, so that's perfect. That's what I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to, I want to pick up something that I can just sort of put over the vent. You know, when I'm doing my podcast, just clip a little something on the ceiling so it covers the vent so there's no sound. Throw a drop cloth in front of the doorway. Yeah, it's easy. 
you know, just like little cheap things that we can do. And then um, I'm going to be getting, hang on a second, let me make some noise. Okay. Um, I'm going to be getting um, a proper laptop. Um, so I'll be able to get um, just a little more, a better situation. And then once yeah. we have I can't, this sort of setup. I can't stop kicking myself enough for getting rid of the one I had. Um, because I was I was going really well for a minute. <laughs> yeah, for that day. <laughs> but uh, big things on the horizon, I guess. Well, if everything works out with this fucking possible new knife business that might be happening, I might just be able to start investing into the show more financially. That would be neat. Well, though, um, I don't think either of us really invest in it financially right now, so... If, I don't want to start if we don't have to. No, um, I would like it if we would get sponsors that can invest in it for us, but that would be even better. <laughs> uh, we're definitely going to be able to teach a, ca a class on uh, on how to do it on the cheap because we're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, we are definitely the, the trauma of fucking uh, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that is too great. Um Anyway, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, uh, sorry. As you say, all that being said, I need to go to fucking bed. I was just gonna say, uh, unfortunately, uh, that's a very strange, uh, a rare, um, hour-long episode for us. That's very rare. Yeah. Um, I am just, I'm now in a place where I'm possibly disturbing people, so it's time for me to cut it short too. Um, but we can do this again, uh, uh, possibly tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, Oh uh, no! Tomorrow night I won't be able to. Tomorrow night, but uh, possibly Sunday, um, Monday, Tuesday for sure. Okay, perfect. Um, that being said, I may pop on this weekend just for uh, shits and giggles because it's been a long time since I've done it on my own, and I got some stuff to talk about that you wouldn't be particularly interested in. And uh, I, I may do that this weekend. I may not. That's that's the fun of the show. Now you never know when I'm just gonna pop up by myself. Yeah, exactly. Makes it kind of fun and interesting, doesn't it? You never know. And I, I, I could, I may pop up over on Podbean, or, or on Castbox. I've got a, an opportunity to do it there now too. So, uh, you guys got to watch. You know, the hunt's always out there somewhere. <laughs> the hunt. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, so, and so that I hope we solved your relationship problems for you. And if you have any other relationship questions, feel free to uh, send them to Gordon and I at Eric and Gord at Outlook .com. And we will forward them to Rob Larson, who will answer them properly. Yeah, he's uh, I, I really could. I mean, it would have been great if he was there the other night because I could have avoided this like a nine-hour conversation by just you know hearing it from somebody else going, "Oh shit, that's all I got to do." Damn it! <laughs> yeah, he makes it sound so <laughs> simple. Uh, funny thing. But you know, yeah, well, I'll tell you off the air one day about him i'm gonna say good night everybody it's been a blast um until next time take care of each other fuck corn <laughs> i guess <laughs>